What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Coffee with a friend is like capturing joy in a cup. Welcome to the Coffee with Jenny B podcast, hosted by Jenny B, a lover of all things coffee. Each week, Jenny will chat about connecting over coffee, what brings her joy, and everything in between. A lot can happen over coffee, so grab a cup, sit back, and enjoy. Now, here's your host, Jenny B. Hello and welcome. For the past few years, I've been going through the exercise of trying to find the word of the year. Now, I look at the word of the year as something like a guiding word, something that can define the purpose for my year. And typically what I'll do is I'll sit down and stream of consciousness, I will write down a bunch of words, words that have meaning for me, perhaps a certain feeling, perhaps a certain memory, perhaps something that I aspire to. But for 2022, for some reason, I didn't feel in the mood perhaps, or didn't feel the need that I wanted to do that particular kind of exercise. So what I did instead is I started to surf my social media pages and see who was picking what words and what words were resonating with some of my friends and, you know, people that I follow on Instagram and and Facebook. Everybody had really interesting words and I thought, oh yeah, I could use that, but nothing really jumped out at me. And then someone posted a grid, you know, it's um, a grid of letters. And the idea was that you have a look at this grid and it's a bunch of letters and there's supposed to be words hidden with all these letters. And so the idea is that the first word that you spot is your word of the year. I thought, okay, you know what? Let's give it a shot. I took a look at the grid and I'm kind of surprised and yet not surprised because the word that jumped out at me was the word boundaries. Now, boundaries is something that I've been struggling with for, I would say, probably a few years now. Now, when you think about boundaries, you think about a physical boundary. So you have the property line and the property line divides you between your neighbor and yourself. That's your boundary. But when you think about a boundary that is not so much physical, although there can be that physical boundary, you know, you think about COVID and, you know, having to stay, you know, six feet apart, that's your boundary. When I stretch out my arms and, you know, I have my fingers outstretched, that's my space. That's my boundary. And when you want to enter my space, you are crossing into my boundary. And sometimes it's allowed, but other times feel not so much intimidated or threatened, but you know what? You're in my space or you are crossing into my boundary. So that would be more of a physical boundary, but something less physical, something that is more, I guess, emotional, something that borders on the idea of one person has more right over you, or you have no say in what you want to do or what you want to say. And so it can get very dicey. 
And so when you think about boundaries, what are your boundaries? Are these boundaries clear to yourself? Are they clear to others? So for instance, if you want to wake up in the morning and sit quietly with your cup of coffee, reading the paper, doing some meditation, whatever it is, that time is your time. And that is your sacred time that you need to find your space, find your grounding in essence, in something that you look forward to every day. But now all of a sudden your husband gets up or your partner, your roommate, or whoever it is that you share your house with. And they're in the kitchen and they're making noise and they're getting coffee. And you turn around and you're you're kind of giving them this look as if to say, like, what are you doing here? This is my space. But did you tell anyone that that is your sacred time? That is your space. That is your time to do something for yourself. Unless you're a magician or a mentalist or those acts in Vegas, nobody can read your mind. So chances are your partner, the person that's in your house, has no idea that that is your sacred time because you never said anything. And so how are they supposed to know? And so the conversation might go something like this. Uh, what are you doing here? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to sit here and have coffee and, and find my quiet space. Well, that's okay. I'm just going to grab my coffee and go. But no, I, I, I don't want anybody around here. Well, it's only going to take me a few minutes. And so either you just say, oh, never mind. So now you're annoyed because someone has invaded your space and broken up your special time. And now the other person is annoyed because you're annoyed and they don't know why you're annoyed. And so they're annoyed. <laughs> it's just, and so they grab their coffee and then they huff off. But now that, that quiet time, the, the time that you've been looking forward to is now gone. It's hard to get back to the breath. It's hard to get back to the moment that you had for yourself. And so boundaries are really important when you share them with your family, your friends, your loved ones, but even more important boundaries that you share with yourself. What are your boundaries? What are those things that you can accept or can't accept? And we're going to talk about that in a moment, but let's think about the boundaries that you put out to others. Now, it can be something as simple as someone messes up your paper and you like your paper in a certain order. And it's it's a little thing. <laughs> you know, sometimes we can be obsessive compulsive. I, I have that tendency myself where I like order in certain things. And when the order isn't there, it drives me crazy. So I have to fix it. But unless I tell the other person that this is happening, or if I do tell them, it's like, you know, please don't mess up my paper. Can you put this in order? Can you please hang up your jackets? And the jackets are not hung up and the papers are always in a mess. Or they, they leave the spoon in the sink and it's, and it's a little thing, again, a little thing, but it drives you crazy. And you've talked to them over and over and over again. And they, they don't respect that because to them it doesn't matter. Until one day you are so fed up with the idea that they keep doing this and you're wondering, okay, are they doing it on purpose? Do they forget? Are they lazy? Like what's going on? And you confront them and it's like, you know what? I've talked to you several times about this thing and it really bothers me. Can you please stop doing it? And they back off and it's like, oh, okay, you know, whoa, like take it easy. And so now they make it think like it's your fault. But is there a way that you can deal with it in a way that satisfies your need for respect? Because that, that's basically what it is. 
is you're asking someone else to respect your wishes, to respect your boundaries. And so what kind of conversation can you have? Can it be something like, you know, honey, uh, I know this is a little thing. No, actually, don't even start that because now it's like you're diminishing your idea that this is important. So it's, honey, I've talked to you about this. This is a really important thing for me. You may not think it's important, but it's important to me. And this is why it's important to me. So can you tell me why you're not respecting this thing, whatever that thing is, and wait for them to respond? Maybe the answer is, you know, I had no idea this was so important to you. I had no idea that this was really bothering you. I'm going to really try not to do it again. And that's all you can ask. Because now you have vocalized, you, even though you've mentioned it several times, finally, it, it's, you know what, we're having this conversation. You need to know that this is important. And what's interesting about boundaries too, is we're sometimes afraid to speak up when someone calls us by a different name. You know, uh, in a previous episode, I mentioned that my name is Jenny with a G. And sometimes people will call me different names, you know, Jennifer, Jeannie, Janie. I grew up with a bunch of different names and no one ever got my name right. And I never said anything until I was old enough to say, you know what? That's not my name. My name is Jenny with a G, not a J. It's not Jennifer. And having to speak up and, and it's, it's not okay to let it pass. And sometimes people don't know. They just assume because, you know, Jenny, Jennifer, that makes sense. But if they know, if you've mentioned it to them and they keep doing it, what do you do in that instance? Do you keep reminding them knowing that, you know, maybe one day they'll get it right and maybe one day they won't? Or do you just let it slide? Because sometimes I guess, you know, you think it's that, that old adage, is this, do you want to make a mountain out of a molehill or is this the battle that you want to have over this? And sometimes you let it go. But sometimes there are things that happen that you just can't let go. And I want to share an experience that I had. Now, as most of you know, if you've been listening to my episodes, you know that I'm a Zumba instructor and I've been doing it. It'll be 12 years next month, which is crazy to think that I've been doing this for so long. But like anything else, if you love what you do, it doesn't feel like work. And for me, the years have just flown by. I teach a class that is a Zumba Gold. Now, Zumba Gold is a low-impact Zumba workout. Now, there are regular Zumba. There's lots of twisting, lots of jumping. It's a little, it's it's a faster-paced class, high aerobic, et cetera, et cetera. Zumba Gold is low-impact. Not a lot of twisting, no jumping. We really rely on uh, slower movements, more defined movements, it's still a good workout. You, you're using your muscles, your core. We do lots of arms to get your heart rate up and lots of, you know, lower body work. And at the end of the class, you're sweating. You've, you've had a good workout, but it is dance and movement. Now, this one particular class that I teach, this participant, it happened actually before COVID. So we're going back to probably 2019. And this participant was taking my class and she wanted to use hand weights during the class. Now there's a separate class that is Zumba toning that everyone is using hand weights. So you as the instructor, all the participants are using hand weights and you can decide whether it's a one pound, two pound, probably no more than three. 
just because there's we're doing a lot of repetition. And so anything heavier can be a little too much. And so she wants to use hand weights. And I explained, well, this is a Zumba Gold class. It's not a toning class. And she kept insisting that she wanted to use weights. And I said, well, no, nobody else is using weights. I'm, I'm not using weights. The songs that we're using for the Zumba Gold class are different than the songs that are used in a Zumba toning class. There's a lot of thought that goes behind what songs you're choosing to make sure that you're getting the most benefit from using your hand weights. But she kept insisting and, and I said, I'm sorry, but I don't feel comfortable with you using the hand weights because, you know, when I tried to explain, I said, well, you know, it could be a liability. You know, what happens if you drop the weights on yourself, you hurt yourself, you uh, accidentally hurt another participant. As an instructor, I mean, I, I do have liability insurance, but there's always that risk. And she kept saying, you know, I'll be careful. I'll sign whatever paper you want. I'll do whatever you want. And whatever I said to her, she would always come back with some sort of an excuse as to why she felt that she needed to do it. And I finally said, no, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm the instructor and I'm telling you, I'm not allowing you to use the hand weights. And at which point she put the weights down and she continued with the class. The next time she comes back, it's like the same thing over again. You know, excuses, I'll sign whatever paper, I'll take responsibility, I'll be careful, I'm over here, on and on and on. And finally, I got it got to the point where it's like, you know what, I give up. Like, you're not listening to me and I, I just, I can't, I don't want to deal with you because you're holding up the class. Stand on the corner and work with rates. And thinking to myself, like, I don't feel comfortable with that because it's not the right thing. It's, you know, why is one, one person's desire or need or want to do something override whatever else anybody else is doing. Okay. So that was 2019. Last December, I guess it was, she's come back to my class. Now, instead of using the actual hand weights, she comes in late, first of all, and she now has these weights that you put on your hands or your wrists, or they're on your hands instead of you're picking them up loosely. And she's working out with the, with the hand weights. And I'm looking over at her and thinking, you know, I, I want to say something, but thinking back to 2019 and the whole rigmarole of me having to deal with her. And so I left it alone. And, and so at the end of the class, I, I wanted to approach her and talk to her about it, but she had left. And so the, the whole week I'm thinking about it and I'm stewing about it. And I talked to my husband and I said, you know, I just don't feel comfortable with her because the group that we have, everyone that comes to the gold class are everybody's is there's that energy, that good vibe in the room. Everybody loves the mix of songs that I have, you know, everyone's smiling and laughing. And then there's, there's a bit of that camaraderie in the class, which I really enjoy. And I notice when she is there with her weights, it changes the atmosphere. It changes the vibe of the room. And, and so he said, well, do what you need to do if you need to talk to her. So I thought, okay, if she shows up in the next class, I'm going to say something, but I wasn't sure exactly what I was going to say or if it would even make a difference. The next class she was there again, she comes in late, starts using her weights and I stopped the music and I turned to her and I said, I'm sorry, but I don't want you using hand weights. And again, the, the litany of excuses as to why she feels that she needs to do it. And then she said, you're holding up the class because I stopped the music. And I said, that doesn't matter. I said, I've talked to you about this before and I don't want you using these hand weights. I said, it makes me uncomfortable. It makes the class uncomfortable. She says, well, none of the other instructors seem to mind. It, it doesn't bother them. I said, well, it bothers me. 
and I do not want you using your hand weights in this class. So instead of putting the weights down, she packed up and left. And I thought, oh, okay, fair enough. And so as soon as she left, and I'm like, whew, I can't believe I, you know, confronted her that way. The class started clapping. They started clapping because, if, and one, one lady said to me, you know what? I wish I had the courage to stand up to somebody like you just did. And it was a, it was a small thing, but it was actually very important because she was disrespecting my feelings. She was crossing my boundaries. Hi, it's Jenny. We'll get back to the show in a moment. But first, I invite you to check out my website, coffeewithjennyb.ca. That's Jenny with a G, where you'll find all the links to my episodes. You'll also find a variety of coffee gifts available for purchase, including my branded bag of Red Door Coffee Beans from Harrison's Coffee Company. As well, you'll find a link to join the Winnipeg Coffee Community Facebook group. I'll also be posting info about upcoming coffee tours and coffee nights. So keep checking my website for updates. You can also follow me on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. Now let's get back to the show. But the story isn't over because after the class was done, she came in. She was, there was another class right after mine and she confronted me and she said, if you next time, if you have something to say to me, I wish she would say to me in private. And I said, I've spoken to you about this before and I've let you know that I'm not comfortable with it and that as the instructor, I, I'm not allowed. And she said, well, again, other instructors, everybody else seems to be fine with. It. And I said, you know what? It's my class and I'm telling you what what's acceptable. Oh, so you're on a power trip, she said. I said, no. I said, you're on a power trip because you are feeling entitled that whatever you want is whatever you're going to get. And at that point I left and I was like, oh, I was just shaking after this encounter that it's another woman dealing with a woman, a participant to an instructor, and she was basically being a bully. And she was trying to intimidate me to do whatever it is that she wanted me to do, even though I very clearly stated my preferences, how I felt, how the class felt, and what I was accepting during the class. And she was still not accepting it, being disrespectful, rude, and being a bully, and definitely crossing all kinds of boundaries. I let the facility know about the encounter. They had a conversation with her. She said that she would be more respectful in the future. And what's interesting though, so that was in December and she's not been back to my class since then. Now, I don't know if it's a scheduling thing on her point or maybe that she felt it was just too much to deal with and decided not to bother. But it's just very interesting that certain people feel entitled to say, do, whatever they want, regardless of the other person's feelings, regardless of the consequences, and regardless of how they are perceived. Because to them, it, it matters more that they get what they want. So when you think about boundaries, you have to make sure that you have healthy boundaries. And these include how you interact with others. So here's another example of wanting to help. So on the Enneagram scale, I'm a two. So two comes from the heart and we are helpers, meaning that we love to help and sometimes to the detriment of ourselves. So as twos, if we are constantly helping, putting ourselves out there, 
putting our energies out there, putting other people always first for ourselves, we can get very frustrated, very tired, and sometimes even angry and disappointed that we're constantly putting ourselves out there. No one's demanding things from us, but we feel that we have that need that we have to do these things. And so we are not respecting our own boundaries. And so when there is that desire to jump in to fix something, to want to help someone, I really have to work hard at dialing that back, taking that step back and asking myself, is my help needed? Is it wanted? Is it going to make a difference? And if the answer is no, then you walk away. Let them deal with whatever they need to do. I mean, it's different if, you know, somebody's struggling with a load of packages or they're, you can see that they're struggling and you can come up and say, hey, can I help you? And if the answer is yes, then you help. But if the answer is still no, you know what? I got this. I'm good. Then you need to step away because now if you insist on helping, now you're crossing over the other person's boundary because maybe they want to do it by themselves. Maybe for whatever reason, they're stubborn, they're they're handling it, they've got a system in place. And by you pushing into it can make things worse. You know, I think about when my kids were teenagers and, you know, teenagers are always rebelling and, and not in a bad way, but they're trying to find their ground. They're trying to find their authority, their, their independence, you know, trying to feel against what is acceptable and what's not. And and that's where healthy boundaries can, can come into play. But when I think it was, I remember my, my daughter was having an issue with my husband about something. And instead of me saying, well, you know, go talk to him, like you guys talk, talk it out and try to work it out. I would try to fix things. So I would hear what my daughter had to say, and then I would go talk to my husband. And then of course, whenever you're relaying information, which is not directly from the person, you don't always get it right. And so whatever I said to him may or may not have been exactly what she was trying to say. And so then what ended happened is I was caught in the middle. And so now both of them are mad at me (laughs) because I was trying to fix things between the two instead of allowing them to fix it themselves. Hard lesson to learn, but you got to step back and say, you know what? It's not my problem. You know, there's a, there's an old Polish proverb that says, not my monkeys, not my circus. Okay. So if the monkeys are going crazy, they have nothing to do with you, then don't get involved. You know, that is respecting your boundaries because as soon as you get involved, now it becomes your problem. I'm sure all of us agree that we have enough to deal with without taking on other people's problems. The other thing to think about boundaries is how you describe things, how you present yourself. And especially in the written context, you know, if you're sending someone an email or you're sending a text, the word just, the word just is a word that in my mind diminishes slightly the importance of what you're trying to say. I'm just following up with you to see if we're still meeting versus I'm following up with you to see if we're meeting. It's almost like an apology. It's like, I just want to check in with you. You know, you're, you're coming across as sort of timid and, you know, not being assertive. There's a difference between being assertive and aggressive. Assertive is you're stating your case. You're standing your ground. The word just, just take it out. (laughs) Take out the word just. When you are 
putting together an email, a text, go over it. Anytime you see the word just, take it out because you want to make sure that you are presenting yourself in the way that you want to be seen as confident, assertive, knowing your own mind, putting just in there changes the whole aspect. That is one thing to think about. It's also how people talk to you. My biggest bugaboo is when people call me ma'am. Now I know that in the military, in the South, ma'am is a form of respect. When you're calling someone who's in a superior position in the Southern United States, calling an older woman ma'am, or or any woman for that matter, calling them ma'am, is something that is accepted. But there's no reason to call me ma'am. Because when when you call me ma'am, I feel old. (laughs) And even though I'm 62, to me, that's not old. So ma'am is something. And when someone calls me ma'am, I very firmly but politely say, please don't call me ma'am. And I actually had this young young guy, I was at a Starbucks. He said, well, what should I call you? Well, you can call me miss. (laughs) You can call me, you can call me dear. (laughs) You can call me anything but ma'am. And he he just kind of laughed. And I wasn't sure if he thought I was being serious. But it's the words that people say to you. It's how people talk to you that you have to also be cautious of. One of my favorite movies is The Greatest Showman with Hugh Jackman. And this whole idea that he's the showman, it's a circus. One of my favorite songs is This Is Me. And I just want to read some of the lyrics from the song that really make a difference to me. So there's a chorus line. When the sharpest words want to cut me down, I'm going to send a flood, going to drown them out. I am brave. I am bruised. I am who I meant to be. This is me. Look out because here I come and I'm marching on to the beat of my drum. I'm not scared to be seen. I make no apology. This is me. You have to assert yourself, respect your identity, make sure that others are respecting your identity, respecting your boundaries, being very clear to others. Don't assume that people can read your mind or that they know what you want. Tell them and not just tell them, but live up to your actions. If you're saying that every Sunday afternoon at two o'clock, I'm doing yoga, that is my sacred time. That is my time, my space. You are going down and you are making sure you're telling everybody, I'm doing yoga at two o'clock. Please do not disturb me and make it very clear. This is my boundary. And make sure that you keep to yourself as well, because this is what I've done in the past. I've made plans for a Saturday afternoon. I'm going to get a facial. I'm going to go shopping, go for coffee. And a friend calls me up. You know, I, I really need your help on Saturday. I'm doing this thing. And I, you know what? I really need your help. And, and uh, I, I, no one else is available. What I've done is I've canceled my plans and gone to help my friend. Now, Was I really the only person that could have helped her? I don't know. Was it something that she could have done on her own? Is it something that she could have postponed? Probably. Did I tell her that I had plans? No, I did not. But at the end of it, I was really annoyed. I was annoyed with her, but I was more annoyed with myself because I did not honor my boundary. I did not say to her, I'm sorry, I'd love to help, but I've made plans today and sticking with my plans. Because self-care is so important. It helps you recharge your batteries. It helps you to find that balance that we all need. Until next time, think about how important your boundaries are. Think about 
how important it is for you to honor your boundaries and also to honor the boundaries of those around you. It's being respectful, it's being honest, being caring, and it also shows that you respect the other person and respect yourself. Thanks so much for listening. If you like Coffee with Jenny B and want to know more, connect with Jenny on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. That's Jenny with a G. Until then, all you need is joy and more coffee. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com.